Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Northern Exposure. I am your host, Jay North, Jason North, Jay Money, whatever the hell you know me as, that's what you may call me. Welcome back to another episode. Thank you so much for listening in. What a week it has been. Um, Last time I got together with you guys, it was the fantasy football draft episode, and you definitely uh, met a few of my buddies, a cast of characters, the one, the only Jay Bucci. He was kind enough to participate in the episode and gave us a a lot of good stuff. Uh, You definitely met Sean Curley. I'll have you know he's doing fine. Um, but we had a good time. Weather didn't cooperate towards the end there. Kind of cut the festivities short a little early. Uh, but we had a good time. And week one of the NFL season is already come and gone. And what a week it was. And uh, we will certainly discuss that a little bit in this episode. I'll give you some fantasy football feedback since yours truly is a player. And I'm sure some of our listeners are as well. But a crazy, crazy week. Um, we had a good time. My youngest daughter uh, finally came out of her shell, asked us if she could play soccer. And she began her soccer career on Saturday, uh, albeit you know doing it at the recreational level to get started, make sure she likes it kind of thing. And uh, by the second half, she was having a great, great time. So that was nice to see, and it was nice to see her having fun and trying. And uh, my middle daughter plays travel for Greece United. She's going into her third year of travel. So Jessica's well exposed to it, and this was the first time she actually laced them up, went out there, and uh, did her thing. It was cute. I kind of forgot what it looks like, even though there's a three-year gap between the two of them. I did sort of forget you know, what that age and what that level looks like, and that's what I used to coach. I don't know how I did it, guys. I gotta be honest with you. But anyway, thank you so much for spending some time with me. We're gonna get into the NFL Season 1. First and foremost, since we do love our football, uh, as a Green Bay Packer fan, it was phenomenal to see Green Bay actually win a defensive fistfight on Thursday night to open the season 10-3 over the nemesis Chicago Bears in Soldier Field in Chicago against arguably the number one defense in the league. I've taken a lot of shit this week, I gotta be honest with you, my buddy Felix, what's up Felix? Uh, he's giving me a lot of hell. He says Trubisky's garbage. He's not trying to discredit our defense, but he's saying it looks better against a guy like Trubisky. I get you. I hear you. I'm picking up what you're putting down. But the coverage was pretty phenomenal. And Mitch Trubisky is not the wide receiver. So, listen, I'm excited. We finally got a defense in Green Bay that looks like it could do something. Let me have my moment. Anyway, I digress. The biggest news in the NFL probably this weekend was the Antonio Brown saga. Now, unless you're living under a rock, I mean, if you follow football, you know what's been going on with Antonio Brown. The timeline since March is absolutely insane. He's had probably one of the most asinine summers uh, that you could ever see a football player have. And this all actually goes back towards the end of last season when he actually sat out of the Steelers' last game of the season, which was a must-win. Here's your star player. He's sitting down. He demands a trade, demands it to New England. The Steelers say no. They wind up trading him to the Oakland Raiders, soon-to-be Las Vegas Raiders. But anyway, they trade him. Antonio Brown, not much happens between then and now. 
We get ready to go into training camp. All of a sudden, Antonio Brown's got frostbitten feet, apparently from the chi- the cryogenetic chamber. He sits in there and he freezes his nuts off. And I don't know, maybe it's good for your body. Uh, but apparently it's not good for your feet. So that was issue number one. Kind of came in looking like a Looney Tune. His skin was literally falling off his feet. And then he had the helmet saga where he, he was refusing to wear the new helmets that the NFL has issued. He wanted his old one back. Well, the old one doesn't meet safety for blah, blah, blah. Anyway, crying over his freaking helmet. Uh <laughs> Got into it with his general manager. Okay, so this would have been, I think, Thursday or Friday. This is how quick this happened. You ready? And you're going to want to punch the New England Patriots right in the face uh, at the same time you applaud them because it always seems to work out for these dirty bastards. But here's Antonio Brown's timeline. It was either Thursday or Friday. He decides he's going to get into it with his general manager, Mike Mayock. Uh, Apparently he called him a racial slur, Brown to Mayock. And then he said he was going to punch him in his face. Ironically, the funny thing to me is it was Vontez Burfett that broke the two up. You remember Vontez? He's the guy that laid Brown the fuck out in that game a couple years ago. Dirty hit, got flagged, 15-yard. Believe he was ejected, but he blew him up. He knocked him the hell out. And my cousin Mike, who was on the fantasy episode, argues that Antonio Brown had never been the same (laughs) since that hit. Uh, So anyway, it all breaks down like that. It comes down to the point where the team is going to wind up uh, fining him and suspending him, which would ultimately wind up costing him some money. So he was looking at losing some money. Well, uh, Saturday maybe, or maybe it was Friday, he has a, a poly- emotional apology to the entire team. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Coach Gruden says he's going to lace him up Monday night. He's going to give it a go. And then something happened where they did wind up fining him some money. And Brown just basically on Instagram said, just release me. I mean, this this whole thing, I mean, there was social media circus around this. It was it was sloppy, yet highly entertaining because he, if, listen, if he pulled off the greatest heist in professional sports history, he may have. There were a lot of people, including yours truly, that were saying he is a hot mess. He's a cancer to your team. Uh, he basically was going to cost himself the $30 million with the Raiders, which he did. Uh, but again, remember, go back to what I said earlier with the Steelers. He wanted to be traded to New England, and Pittsburgh said no. They didn't want New England to have Antonio Brown. So Antonio Brown plays circus clown, basically, for the last couple months, gets released by Oakland, forfeits the $30 million, but in being released, becomes an unrestricted free agent, and guess who swoops in like a bald eagle and takes him off the free agency block for $15 million, $9 million guaranteed, plus incentives. The motherfucking hoodie. The New England Patriots. As if they didn't have enough. They came in here and they got Antonio Brown. Josh Gordon recently reinstated. He scored this week. Not a lot of volume, but he scored. And he looked like he was still able to get separation, and that's important. He's got Edelman, he's got Philip Dorsett, he's got Sony Michelle, he's got James White. Patriots fans joke that Gronk should come back. Gronk's not going to come back. Did you see him Sunday? He's skinny. Gronk is not Gronk anymore. He is not working out to play football. He's fit, he's toned, he's lean, but that's my point. He really leaned out. If you told me he lost 30 pounds, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, he was there pregame Sunday night. But the freaking Patriots go ahead and they get this guy. I mean, if the football gods could have done anything more strange 
he would have been able to lace him up Sunday night and go against his old Pittsburgh Steelers team, who, by the way, got absolutely drubbed by the Patriots, 33-3. to It wasn't even an entertaining game. Pittsburgh never even looked like they were there. Um, Pittsburgh's got a pretty solid defense, too. Um, but, man, Brady's got so many weapons. And dare I say it, Brady is probably the most valuable player on that team right now from a fantasy standpoint. He's got more weapons than a small army. If Brown behaves himself, and that's why I'm saying he may have pulled off the greatest heist in professional sports history to ultimately get what he wants, and the Patriots got what they want because they were interested in making the deal. They were the ones making offers. They were going to give up a first-round pick for him and everything. So they believe in him. I think we got duped, people. I think we got duped. I think uh, Antonio Brown, he's about as sly as a fox or dumb as a fox. What's the saying go? I think he played us. I think he played the NFL. I I think he really wanted to be a Patriot. He he wants that chip before he leaves. He didn't think he was going to get it in Pittsburgh. I don't know all the internals on that. But, man, uh, we'll see. What version of Antonio Brown is it gonna is going to show up? Is it going to be business is booming, Antonio Brown? Or my mind is going crazy, Antonio Brown? Because New England is uh, it's their way or the highway. That's the one thing I'll give that organization a lot of credit for. Um, the players have said it. There's no superstar in the locker room, so to speak. There's no superstar treatment. You know who the superstars are, but they're not treated any differently, and they're held to the same standards. I mean, it's all about what Belichick wants, and you're playing for that little guy on the helmet. And uh, kudos to them. I mean, the Patriots, Jesus, they've been good for a long time. And it's annoying if you're not a Patriots fan, and clearly I am not a Patriots fan. Um, Boston's been very, very spoiled with them. And then more recently, over the last several years, the Boston Red Sox have been playing good. So as the Boston faithful are getting their heads swollen up by that little tidbit I just gave you, let me remind you that last night the New York Yankees eliminated your playoffs shot in baseball. Okay? I could officially tell y'all, shh, be quiet. Like the old song from back in the day. Just shh, be quiet. Because Red Sox fans, you all, some of you give me a hard time from April to October. And uh, yeah, yeah, we got a lot of life left to live. And I'm not a chirper, so now I'm telling you on the air to shh, be quiet. You're out. You're out. And you had a good lineup. And you had a good payroll. So I don't know. But you're out. Goodbye. But yeah, New England Patriots, look out. Biggest possible heist in professional sports and uh, I'm really upset about it um, but yeah just that's the craziest thing I mean how crazy has the NFL been we've had Andrew Luck retire and we've had Antonio Brown give us possibly the most asinine insane 96 hours that I have ever seen a professional athlete go through and, and uh, if he was tricking us the whole time you sly son of a bitch. Oh, you pulled off the heist. Good for you. Good for you. But I'm thinking that's what happened here, people. I'm thinking we got duped. We got duped by Antonio Brown and the New England Patriots. So, uh, who, by the way, get to play the Miami Dolphins this upcoming Sunday, who basically look like a Pop Warner football team against the Baltimore Ravens, losing 59-3. to I mean, uh, <laughs> that is bad. 
That is bad. But that's my uh, that's the drama in the NFL. When we come back, we're gonna just do a fantasy minute recap and uh, go from there. But it's just I, I'm still dumbfounded over the fact that in the last couple weeks we've seen Andrew Luck retire and Antonio Brown somehow land on his feet, uh, lose thirty million, make fifteen. I don't know. I don't know. It's a one year deal, so we'll see how it goes. But yeah, NFL beware. The, the arguably the best team just got better. Great. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Northern Exposure. We took a break, and a break on Northern Exposure can be a couple minutes or a couple hours, depending on what the heck I've got going on. And uh, right now, my wife is out of town, and i got a lot going on. And in our first segment, we talked about Antonio Brown and how the New England Patriots came out of nowhere, swooped him up, and we questioned whether or not he was the greatest con man and pulled off the greatest heist in major sports history. Uh, I am joined by my buddy Kevin Groth. We, he's had time to actually come over. Kevin, say hello. Hello. So I am blown away by this, but in the break that we took, which was a couple hours, uh, new reports are coming out now that Antonio Brown's former trainer, Brittany Taylor, is accusing him of sexual assault on three separate occasions. Two occasions in June of 2017 and one occasion of in May of 2018. This is mind-blowing. Like We just did this whole segment in segment one, Kev. You weren't here for that. Where I was talking about Antonio Brown and basically how I think he was smart as a fox. He, he duped everybody. He played crazy in Oakland because New England is ultimately where he wanted to be. Uh, when Pittsburgh would not trade him to New England last year, they just because point blank, they didn't want him to go to a to a, the Patriots. I mean, come on. Right, right. You're sending him to the perennial Super Bowl favorite anyway. Right. Do you want to make them that much better? Not on purpose. No, no. <laughs> so they said no to that. They turned down, I mean, the Patriots offered, I believe, a first-round pick, and I can't remember what else, but there was definitely a first-round pick in there. And they said no. Antonio Brown then doesn't play for Pittsburgh in their last game. So this would be just this past season. So you're talking, what, December of 2018. Roughly. So this would be after your sexual assault allegations, per this timeline from this Brittany Taylor, who is his former trainer, that says she was sexually assaulted by him. Uh, it's it's just it's mind-boggling to me what he's accomplishing here and so he doesn't suit up for uh Pittsburgh's last game and from that point the Steelers they do trade him but they trade him to the Oakland Raiders right who's who ironically won the game last night Oakland won what was it 24 to 16 Honestly, yeah. I can tell you I've been working my butt off Oakland beat Oakland beat the Broncos 24 to 16, wow. which is where Antonio Brown just was spreading all that and and if you looked at the Oakland organization during this Antonio Brown saga, they look like a fucking train wreck, bro. Hmm. They look like they didn't know what they were doing. They look like they'd be in a lot in tr- a lot of trouble, and they very calmly and very po- very poisly, if that's even a word, dispatched of the Denver Broncos. Uh, to open the season on Monday night. And then less than 24 hours after them doing that, and not even 72 hours after parting ways with Antonio Brown, who we find out is going to wind up in New England, 
Now he's got sexual assault allegations on his belt. Like, my mind is blown. Like, I don't even know what to think anymore. I feel like the NFL turned into a giant soap opera this year over the last couple weeks. You start with the Andrew Luck retirement, which blindsided everybody. And now you got this crap going on with Antonio Brown. Meanwhile, by the way, they played some really good football the last couple days. There was some good guys. There was some good games, man. Cause I've only seen reviews. I've been working too much this weekend. But yeah. the reviews, some of the replays I've seen were some pretty sick stuff I was seeing. I it's mean... Like it's going to be a potentially great season. I think there's going to be... There was definitely some surprises uh, over this over this past weekend, uh, the Cleveland Browns, first of all, holy right. crap, what an underachievement. They came out with all this hype, and then they get drubbed by the Tennessee Titans, 43-13 to in their ouch. home. Yeah, ouch. Baker looked like <coughs> crap. Odell Beckham didn't do anything spectacular. Landry was there with some volume, but that's about it. Cleveland got drubbed. Baker threw, I believe it was three interceptions, and they were all poor interceptions. Um, you know, meanwhile, you got your boy Philip Rivers over there in Chargers land. My and, team, uh, thank you very much. And he brought them to an overtime win. Austin Eckler actually played his ass off. Rumor has it Melvin Gordon's going to report back to the Chargers organization somewhere between week six and week eight, so he doesn't forfeit everything. But at this point, Melvin, I don't know if it's even fair to let him play if he if he waits that long. The way Eckler's doing, Eckler had three touchdowns on Sunday. Wow. He had two on the ground, the game winner in overtime. He had one through the air. How do you bench that? That guy's you been don't. there. No, you right. Don't. That guy's been there every day. That's what I, I think sometimes. Numbers are everything. You don't bench somebody that's pulling those kinds of numbers. Right, and that's what I think is missed sometimes by some of these guys, you know, that the, the quote-unquote superstars, they want to hold out. But, you know, you obviously might give your seat up to somebody uh, somebody who's more than ready to keep it warm for themselves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you got to be careful. Um, but, no, Phillip Rivers is ageless. He still throws a pretty ball. I've got Keenan Allen. That was a, that was a great Sunday for me. Uh I had three three really nice wins in fantasy football. The games weren't even close. Uh, I won a game. Let me see if I can remember the scores. I know one was one sixty to ninety eight. Uh, oh God, the other one was like a thirty point win, and then I had another thirty or forty point win. That's I put a, a hurt. Start. I put a hurting on some people this weekend. So yeah, we were gonna do a little bit of a fantasy segment here. I was gonna talk about booms and busts, but. I just found it compelling to bring up what just the, the latest occurrence in the Antonio Brown saga. Um, and I don't even know what to make of it at this point. And this is literally breaking news. I read this, got the text message. It's from Sports Center six minutes before we started recording. Six, so there's a lot more that can happen here with this. It could be a bunch of BS, it could be legit, but when Sports Center's reporting on it, you know, and it has to do with sports and sports centers reporting on it, I tend to pay attention. Yeah. I tend to pay attention. Just like anything with the NFL, if Adam Schefter is reporting on it, I tend to pay attention. It's pretty accurate. So that's my take on that. But holy cow, Antonio Brown, like he just can't stay out of the news for bad press right now. Not at all. Well, he's been in the press so much recently. It almost, I hate to say it, because I do like to give benefit of doubt to everybody involved, but... He may be getting set up too. Maybe none of that actually happened. It's possible. It's possible. I just don't know. 
You don't. Now, the NFL does have some... Well, I shouldn't say the NFL because the NFL didn't do it. It was an activity the players participated in. But the NFL has had some not-so-nice things um, from players. you True got the enough. Ray Rice... You've got the Kareem Hunt, you got the Tyreek Hill. Which my, my point being, though, is yeah. you, you cannot jump to a, no. a damnation over something that hasn't been no. gone through by lawyers and by legal systems. And, and they'll out. do it pretty quick. Yeah, I mean, because I, I personally know somebody who was a school teacher and mm-hmm. was accused of raping a student yep. during the summer semester because this girl did not show up to but three or four times during summer semester. And show, it was so show up to what do you mean, class? Yeah, because she had failed. Okay. She was a high school teacher. A high school teacher? Yeah. Oh, Christ. And he was not going to write her off as completing the summer session successfully for her classes that she was repeating because of failures. Sure. So she turned around and accused him of raping. Oh, jeez. It came out eventually that... She was lying. She actually admitted to lying about it because she was mad and felt spited. Mm-hmm. And figured, you know, I'll get him. Well, guess who can't get a job in New York State right now? That guy. Guess whose name is still on the pedophile list right now, the sexual offender list right now? That guy. That guy. So uh, I, I, I really hope that this didn't truthfully happen. But at the same token, you can't damn the guy until it's proven either. Yeah, I, no, I look agree. What it, with, look what it can do. I agree with you there. Um, what I'm finding with these a lot of these NFL guys is they are. Uh, you can argue wrong place, wrong time, but those are the environments that you're putting yourself in. Yes. Um, now, in this case, this was a personal trainer of his. This was somebody that he personally hired. Mm-hmm. So. Man, I don't know. I always want to play devil's advocate. There, you have a lot of money. You are a football player that's single. True. You know what I mean? Now, Antonio Brown, prior to... Okay, so this this the first allegation, again, two occurrences in June of 2017. He had been in the league for several years up to that point. Had no problems. Right. My cousin Mike has a theory of what has actually gone wrong with Antonio Brown. I'll share it with you. Enlighten us. <laughs> There was a game against the Bengals where Antonio Brown was going across the middle. He was completely unprotected. And Vontez Burfett headhunted that son of a bitch and literally decapitated him and knocked him out cold. Oh, he lost consciousness. Knocked him out cold. Okay. Burfett was ejected. Helmet to helmet. Helmet to helmet, lunge, target, crown knock a motherfucker out was what Vontez did to him ironically it was Vontez Burfitt now Oakland Raider that broke up Antonio Brown and general manager Mike Mayock when they were having their altercation wrap your head around that one (laughs) so it was Vontez like hey man stop it that's interesting but Vontez may have knocked him silly according to my cousin Mike um, that's an interesting theory. Is it possible? Maybe. But, you know, that's kind of what he's going with. But, yeah. Yeah. It's a... I, I don't know. And then... It's a just wow development. It's a wow development. And, it you know, my cousin, he's half joking when he says that stuff. But these guys do take trauma to the head. And it has been proven later on in life that there's definitely some damage to the gray matter. 
Oh yeah, there's brain cell death. Now what is? Oh man, what is Joe Namath? Every concussion is killing brain cells. Jane, Joe Namath looks fantastic. By the way, he's sober. Oh, is he about to turn eighty? I don't. I. I, I don't have it. Late seventy. Late se- maybe, maybe seventy-eight to eighty range. Right. He looks I think fantastic. He's probably seventy-eight. He's been doing CAT scans now forever. Yep. And I can't remember what he said he's doing. It might have been CBD, but there's other things he's doing too, and he's actually been showing over the last decades. He's been in this for a little while that his gray matter is actually coming back. So he's not, he's not, uh, what is it called, that regressing? Okay. He's progressing. His brain looks better now than it did when he was in his 30s after all the football. And Broadway Joe was a heavy partier. Heavy alcohol. Oh, yeah. Heavy. Heavy drinker. A lot of the big big names were... He was drunk on ESPN. Remember the thing with Susie yeah, Colbert where he said, I want to kiss you. That. Or something like that. Susie yeah. Colbert, good looking woman, he Joe. three sheets to the wind. Oh, three sheets to the wind. But it was Susie, as gracious as she was, that you know told him after he called her to apologize. Because I was watching this thing on 30 on 30. or No, nah, maybe it was Michael Kay. It was a really good interview with the guy. Joe Namath is an interesting bird. And uh, he was just talking about how when he called her to apologize, she you know, reiterated how much she loved him, but he needed some help. And he's been clean ever since. He's been clean a really long time. I think he said 15, 16 years now. Good for Joe. Yeah, so, but he's looking good. So, but he is actually proving that there's damage to your noggin, man. Oh, yeah. And he's proving that if you, do, if you take the right steps, you can actually save it. You don't have to be a statistic. So... You know, there's uh, there's things he's doing. He was also doing the uh, the chamber. I think it's the same chamber that uh, <laughs> Frost bit Antonio Brown's feet. But he likes to, uh, also too the anti gravity chamber. Have you ever heard of that? Not an anti gravity. There's one, an unless anti- you're talking yeah. about float. Maybe that's what it Where is. Like the floating float. in a saltwater tank. Yeah, yeah. That's like what he's sensory, talking about. That's been it's like a sensory deprivation yeah, tank. That's been yeah. that's been bringing his brain back, bro. Mm-hmm. So he's got, like I say, it was a very interesting interview with him, and he's got better cognitive brain skills now than he did 10 years ago. He's yeah. getting better as he gets older. Probably a lot of preventative, yep. healthy diets. Yeah, well, I think he said he floats you know. twice a week, too, right okay. now. He's floating like twice a week. Don't quote me on that. I've heard those things are great. We've got one here in Rochester, you know. Where? You are? I don't know. No, it's a private business. You can go just like going to a spa. Oh, I'd have to find out. And look That's got to be expensive as shit. Uh, probably. <clears throat> That's got to be expensive. I'm trying to remember. I, I want to say, for some reason, I'm probably wrong. I want to say it was like 60 or 70 bucks for like a 45 minute or an hour. It's similar to like going for a massage therapist and seeing a massage therapist for a half hour, 45 or an hour. Namath swears by it. The floats. He's, it's supposed to be intense. He swears by it. It's supposed to be intense. Intense for your body, you mean? Like from a right. health standpoint? Mentally as well as physically. Okay. Mentally, that's that's where that sensory deprivation yeah. comes in. You get to like see a, a different introspective view of your own mind. He seems to. What are you doing in a blacked out, floating, lifeless <clears throat> environment for forty five or an hour? Yeah. That it's gives just, you a lot of time for some deep thinking. It's just totally you, by man. Holy shit. Yeah. That's just you. I gotta find one to try it now. I'm intrigued. Wow. <laughs> I'm intrigued, but 
Yeah, he swears by it, dude, and he's he's a real spiritual dude too. You can kind of tell. You know, he's a good old boy from there you down go. south. When I open my store, I'm gonna get a deprivation tank. Get a deprivation bed. tank, man. There I'll come. Go. I'll come float in your tank. <laughs> That'd be fun. That'd be fun. But yeah, dude, it's uh, so again. I mean, speaking of predators, I mean, we could. We you want to talk about sexual predators or you want to talk about polar bears? Because those are some bad motherfuckers. Yeah. That's some. Those are some bad motherfuckers. I'm going off on a tangent, cause why not? But I was just uh, doing the Joe Rogan show. I was watching some of his shit, and <laughs> he was telling this uh, doom and gloom story. They were just going back and forth, and they're talking about polar bears. And he's like, polar bears, when they come out of the womb, they look like fucking predator. They're just ready to eat some shit. <laughs> they're ready to tear stuff apart. Baby. Yeah, I mean, sometimes the moms are, have been known to eat the young because they're too unruly. Like, that's how you punish them. You just fucking eat them. It's pretty common in nature, actually. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's why That's why sharks... The litter, they'll yep. eliminate the weakest ones. That's why sharks swim away from Birds the Birds do it, too. Birds, Birds do it, too. Birds yep. the weak ones yep. out of their nest. Yep. So, you know, polar bears can actually smell a seal through three feet of ice. Yep. There's your useless fact. Like eagles, eagles can see for miles. Got another polar bear useless fact for you. What's that? Only mammal on the face of the planet known to hunt a human being. Yes. And not consume it. Oh, see, this is fucked They'll up. They'll hunt you and kill you. That's nope. That. Rogan told the story. Really? They're I've w- always heard that. Well, maybe if they're not hungry, but if they're hungry, they're going to oh, eat you. Food, so food. Rogan was telling the story about how there was this, uh, oh God, what was it? There was an expedition or something. And they had an emergency, and they got broken off, and it was like three dudes, and they wound up on one of those ice islands. I think it had to do with a boat. Boat was sinking. Nearest vessel to save them was like hours away. Okay. And they wound up, you know, getting to an ice island, and they could see a polar bear in the distance on another ice island. Oh boy. And then the polar bear, you know, would kind of check them out, and then it would go into the water, and pop up on a closer ice island. And just kept getting progressively and progressively closer until it got to the ice island next to them, dove into the water, popped up on their ice island, tore apart one of their friends, dragged his ass into the water, swam him over to his ice island, and proceeded to eat him in front of his buddies. Oh, wow. And then rescue came and got those two guys. Wow. Yeah, so some doom and gloom from Joe Rogan, but I was intrigued by it. Polar bears are some bad motherfuckers, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they can sm- one big bear. They can smell through three feet of solid frozen ice. And they're bigger than the Kodiak grizzlies. Yeah, that's a they're, big that's bear. They're huge. Did you know they're really black and their fur is like see-through? Mm. And it just reflects white off their black so what, skin. So their skin, their skin is black? The skin is black on a polar oh, wow. bear. okay. Yeah, I learned that too. More useless facts from Northern Exposure. <laughs> we got to talking about Antonio Brown. We insinuated that he might be a predator since his former trainer has accused him of a sexual assault. And somehow we got on fucking polar bears. That's so. why I love this podcast. <laughs> it's fun. There's, you never know what's going to come uh, out. We got on polar bears. And kudos to Joe Rogan because I share some of this stuff on he my, is the my podcast. Really I love is. Joe Rogan. I love his... Uh, I love his demeanor, man. I, I love how he even said it, too. He wants, he prides himself on being able to talk to everybody. He just and, doesn't give a shit, either. That's another thing I like about well, him. Well, you can't it's give a shit. Mind. You can't, he yeah. He says it. Yeah, but he does it in a very diplomatic way that I think he can have conversation with varying opinions. 
And I respect him for that. And that's what I'm kind of trying to do. I think you mentioned one time that I come across as very unbiased. And I do that for that reason. Well, you got to be unbiased yeah. in this day and age, man. Well, it, it's beneficial. Because <laughs> you should be able to talk to everybody and then to try to understand their point of view, I think gives you a more intellectual point of view into your rebuttal. You can kind of understand where that person's coming from. And maybe you can have empathy. Maybe you can have sympathy. Maybe you don't relate at all and you need further clarification. That's the beauty of it. So it's an art, I feel, communication is. And it's a lost art. It's a lost art. I mean, Yeah, and, digital era. Yeah, Antonio Brown, to be fair, asked, his, asked for his release from the Raiders via Instagram. So, you know, that's something. So, again, yay, it's Northern Exposure. We'll go from Antonio Brown and sexual assault to polar bears. Um, I'm gonna to give Instagram. You, to Instagram. <laughs> I'm going to give you some fantasy football booms and busts here, but we're going to take a break. i got to wet the whistle with that beautiful Genesee Light, uh, courtesy of the Genesee Brewhouse. It's my favorite beer uh, of the whole season. Speaking of beer, um, I'm coordinating with Mr. Jay Bucci. You met him on the fantasy football podcast Bucci is aka Mr. Clean with that beautiful shiny round bald head. Kevin, you know that bald head. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, it's and it, it's as soft as a baseball Squeaky glove clean. too. You know that? It's a soft like a cue ball. It's as soft as a baseball glove. Like if you uh, I don't know. If you touch his glove, it feels like a <clears throat> if you touch his glove. <laughs> if you touch his head, it feels like a fresh it feels like a brand new freshly oiled baseball glove. It's just soft. Like a baby's butt. Christina must love it. <laughs> uh, anyway, he's going to be doing the beer review uh, with me, and so is my buddy Connor Armstrong, I do believe. And what we're going to do is we're all going to go out. We're going to get one of those uh, try-your-own six-packs. We're going to get some varieties and some of your local uh, – I'll go to my favorite brew, craft brew place. Bucci will go to his. Connor will go to his. We'll meet in my place, and we'll do an episode where we're all tasting different beers and giving you our honest opinion on them. When I bounced this idea off Bucci, he had the audacity to ask if I would actually actually be drinking the beer. And uh, come on, man. How the fuck are you supposed to review it if you don't actually taste it? That's bullshit. You're better than that, buddy. Come on. Uh, but that's what's coming up from Northern Exposure. We'll be right back with another segment with Kevin. Going to get into some more stuff. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to Northern Exposure. It's your boy Jay North, hanging out with my buddy Kevin, and uh, we've been talking about Antonio Brown's saga. Somehow we got twisted on polar bears. Bucci's beautiful, smooth, soft, silky bald head. And uh, it dawned on me, Kevin, I think I told you during break, that Connor is also bald. Uh-oh. And I really hope that shit's not contagious. Uh-oh. I really, because my hair is changing color, bro. I'm not gonna lie, my hair is changing it's color. Your dad's got a full head of hair, right? Yeah, he really he's he's got a he's well he's receding, but baldness doesn't run on either side for me, not at all. So grandparents, nothing. No, there you no, go. you just turn white. You cue ball up. I could deal with that. I can definitely deal with that. So. uh I don't know, man. I don't know. So, tell me, what what if uh, we just, so you and I, we took a break during the segment, and that was pure flowered CBD. And that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, it was a variety called Lifter. Lifter, which is a, did you say a full spectrum CBD? Well, any flowers can be full spectrum. You get the full spectrum. Is it? Yeah. 
Got you. So it's it's when it gets past that point that they're turning it into broad. You don't, even, and, you don't even start classifying it into full spectrum, broad spectrum, or isolate until you break it down. Until you break it but, down. Got gotcha. you. Know, when, when you're when you're using smokable CBD, you're smoking it in a flower form in its fullest and purest effect. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, and I mean my back pain seems a lot better, so that's good because I'm always there. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's interesting because I can remember, uh, what was it, Nate Diaz from the UFC. He used to sit up post-fight and do, oh, his, yeah. little, do his little vape pen. Using his vape pen, yeah. Yep. Speaking of Nate Diaz, I don't know if you've been paying much attention. I'm excited about this one. I don't normally get too excited uh, for pay-per-views, especially since McGregor's been gone. Right. And especially since ESPN is now putting so much UFC on TV. Like ESPN does have some really good fights on there. Yeah, they do. I mean, of course, there's going to be pay-per-views. Like we just had Saturday, Khabib, he's back. Uh, he won. But they're going to have Nate Diaz versus uh, Jorge Masvidal. Oh, wow. And that's going to be a phenomenal fight. That should be a pay-per-view, isn't it? It is a pay-per-view. Okay. Rumor has it Dana White is making a belt for this fight. Nate Diaz calls it the baddest motherfucker on the planet belt. But basically, these are two really, really tough guys. Um, they're legends. And that's the one thing that's intriguing about Nate Diaz. His record isn't legendary. But he's a legend. Does that make sense? He's winning the important fights. This is a guy... I mean, his losses? You beat him into a bloody pulp, but you never knocked him off his feet. You're only as good as the last fight to you. That's, well, that's the thing with Nate Diaz. He's just... Known is arguably the toughest son of a bitch on that roster. To knock him out is damn near impossible. That would be an accomplishment, yes. Yeah. You might win by points, but he's just standing there. And he's calling you a bitch the whole time. And he's a bulldog when he's on the ground. You he can't, is. You can't choke yeah, him out. Yeah, man. He is. I've seen him in uh, yeah. some serious yeah. chokeholds yeah. moves and... Him and his brother Nick, man. He just doesn't pass out. No, him and his brother Nick, those are two of the toughest sons of bitches to have ever graced that sport. Those guys are just a different breed of animal. And Masvidal is, is a different breed of animal. And I think the one thing that I like about both these guys is they're, they're pretty funny. They're funny. Like, their insults are funny. Like, they want to get a dig at you, but they want to make other people laugh. Does that make sense in their in their shit-talking banter? Like, there's a comical part to both of them. I don't know if you've heard a lot of Masvidal. Yeah, I think it's their way of being able to get away with it by putting it on the ploy of it being a joke. But for for Masvidal, good if he doesn't like you... around before a fight. It's the way fighting's been for yeah. history. Right down to Muhammad Ali. If Masvidal doesn't like you, though, I feel like you know it. Same with Diaz. There's less comedy in in the banter, but these guys are fucking hilarious. Like their digs on their digs are hilarious, and and they're and, and they know based on how they fight that these guys are no joke. You're not going in there with Teddy Ruxpin, so <laughs> you know that's interesting. Um, speaking of the UFC, you know my son got that game on the PlayStation. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's a fun game. And uh, I know I haven't seen you in a little while. So remember when he first challenged me and I didn't know what I was doing? And yeah, he, he, he pummeled you. He would get on top of me and he would beat me up. And 
I'm going to be the first to admit I had a little moment there where I was like, fuck this and fuck you, you cheater. And uh, let me practice a little bit and then I'll see you again in the streets kind of thing. So I, you know, play me in Madden, that kind of stuff. But I got better at the game. That night that you were over and you left, I wound up staying up another hour and a half. <laughs> I played until about two in the morning. That's what they call it. Video, yeah. video crack. Yeah. And I don't do that too often, people. You got to understand. I've got, I've got some of my favorites on the PlayStation 4. Um, but you know, I don't get a lot of time. I'm a, I'm a dad with a career and a podcast and a family and uh, you know, all, all these places I got to be. So I don't get a lot of time to sit there. So that was a rare moment and I took advantage of it. So flash forward to uh, Sunday morning and he challenges me and I clean knocked him out. Oh, probably about a minute 45 into the first round. And then he didn't want to play anymore. He did not want to play anymore. I knocked him out, and he was like, okay, that's it. Where are you going? I'm done. That's it? One fight. Done. So, but anyway, it, it it's a fun game. It's a fun game. But yeah, I'm excited for the Masvidal-Nate Diaz fight. I think that's going to be a good fight. Um, you know, if you're a diehard fan, you do the pay-per-view, sure. But the best thing to do is probably split it with somebody. You said that, that game was really cheap too. You said it didn't it was eight dollars? I eight think bucks? eight dollars on wow. the PlayStation Store. Yeah, UFC three. Conor McGregor, I believe, it would be on the cover of the game. I didn't buy the disc. I downloaded it from the PlayStation Store for eight dollars, uh, full version. Uh, great game. A lot of fun graphics. It's crisp. It's move. It's slick. You know, because I'm a big sports guy. I'm you very know. impressed for eight bucks. The yeah. graphics great. Yeah, the, the for setup, sure. The training systems. I mean, it's. It's a, a fun very game. Very detailed game. Yeah, it's a fun game, and I'm glad to see that games are getting a little more economic. That kind of makes up for when my son was in his Fortnite mode, and every oh boy. every two weeks they come out with some new upgrades that you could buy for two dollars here and three dollars there and yeah, four dollars here. Death. Yeah, they they pretty much do. They penny you to death. You spend 60 bucks I guarantee to you. Yeah, I guarantee you that sixty dollar game wound up running us probably close to four or five hundred bucks by the time it was all said and done. With all the add-ons that that freaking kid got with that oh, game. Oh, yeah. Ridiculous. And now he doesn't even like it anymore, and he deleted all his data. So, whatever. You know, you can't control that they change a little bit. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, it, it's, it's oh, God, that the freaking video game is fun, and I'm glad he's starting to play with me on it a little bit. He'll never come to Madden, you know. He won't play that. He won't do it. He knows he, better. He's, yeah, he knows better, first he knows of he all. He has no chance. And it's just not his thing. It's it's just not his thing. He had his buddy over on Sunday. I found that his buddy was paying attention to the football a little bit. Uh, Jake, not so much. But he's a Giants fan, so what are you paying attention to? Not much. Not much. <laughs> not much. So speaking of the football, I promised to give everybody a little bit of a fantasy update. And we got a little bit off topic here because, you know, Antonio Brown just gave us so much more to talk about. And you know it's fun to talk about things other than sports, but yeah, those polar you know polar bear distractions. Guys. Polar Sorry. bear distractions, UFOs. Look, there's the birdie. You know I love all that stuff. Oh, by the way, this Friday is the thirteenth, right? Yeah, Friday thirteenth. Do you know this is something that only happens every twenty years? There's going to be a full moon on Friday the thirteenth. I've actually read that before. You might want to research it a little more. What is it? What did it say? It's not as uncommon as what people are claiming. It's not every twenty years. What they say? No. I don't remember the time frame, but it's not every twenty years. It's 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 more frequent than that. Is it? Yeah. More well. All right. Maybe it's not twenty years, but it doesn't happen every year. No. Oh, five it years. Have, I'm not sure what the cycle was. Uh. 
It's it's a lot less than every 20 years. Though. A lot less than 20? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's why you can't get your information off Facebook. But I think it's cool there's going to be a full moon on Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah. It's still not an every year event. Not an every year event. Cool. And Friday the 13th doesn't phase me at all. My name's Jason. I'm fine. They got to move Halloween to Friday the 13th. But cheaper for the parents giving out candy. It only happens every so much. Do you know, once, dude, once they have years. had so much backlash against Halloween. This has been a hot topic, and the only reason I know is because obviously I've got the three kids. But they have been talking forever about disregarding the 31st and making it that last Friday or Saturday in October. Because nobody wants to do it on a weekday. Oh, no. no Parents right. don't want to yeah. do it. Yeah. You don't want to stay up. You don't want to hand out candy. You don't... You know what I mean? Like, Halloween to me, like, I know my kids enjoy it, but it's just one of the... It is a... Seriously. It's the one day that if you're a kid and you're old enough and you can understand this, that day inconvenienced the shit out of your parents. You've got a bunch of strangers ringing your doorbell. So God knows dog when. Bark, dog barking. Dogs barking. Yeah. Sometimes the weather's nice. Sometimes the weather's bad. Oh, I remember having a, oh. a, a snowsuit on underneath my costume. Yeah. I asked him if it would even fit that way. The biggest thing for me uh, the last couple years has been how damp it's been. Man, it's been wet. Or for my friend Megan, who hates the word, how moist it's been. It's been kind of moist the yes. last couple of Halloweens. Yes. That one's for you, Meg. Some very moist. That one's events. that one's for you, Meg. And I've got a um a, a segment from the Canadian show Letterkenny to share with you as well. It's about this subject of being moist. Um, but she hates that word. <laughs> it's what a Katie's <laughs> best friend. She's not the friends. only one. Kenny's, She's the, Kenny's girlfriend can't. Stand hates the word makes moist. Cringe. Makes her cringe. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's not moisture on the window. Then it's condensation, huh? How do they buy moisturizer? They don't buy moisturizer. Oh, that's right. It's skin conditioner. Skin conditioner. Oh, okay. My ass. <laughs> oh, you gotta love how you, it. How do you compliment? How do you compliment a woman's cooking in a situation like that? Oh my God, honey, this this cake is so moist. You guys say whack. You get smacked upside so, the head. No, they don't smack. They don't smack. But she says it literally sends sh- uh, shivers down her spine, and I don't know why. So you'd have to say the cake is wet. <laughs> or the Jeez. cake is damp. Man, that's the that is the wettest Betty Crocker cake I have ever. <laughs> Fuck. Then somebody's gonna come after you saying you're a perv. Maybe, maybe. So I think we're all a little perverted. But that, you know, anyway, that one's for you, Meg. You know, the word moist. Um but yes, let's get into the fantasy football. Booms, busts, who surprised me? It was a great first week, as I said. Um, so here's a couple guys that went apeshit bananas. Lamar, okay. yo. We need more polar bear. We need more polar bear? <laughs> you want more polar bear? <laughs> okay, now let's, let's Well, I'll back. tell you what. Lamar Jackson probably seemed like a polar bear to the fucking Miami Dolphins. Did you see the score of that game? No. I, it was I 15. Really I, I, it was 59 to 10. That was the final. So Miami sold like their entire roster. They're squirreling up draft picks. Whatever. Good luck with that. It's going to be a tough uh, season to stomach for my Dolphin fan friends, and I got a few. 
Hmm. It's going to be a bad season. Lamar Jackson, he was a boom. He went apeshit bananas, 324 yards in the air, five touchdowns. The other guy that went apeshit bananas was Marlon Mack, Indianapolis Colts running back. I had him on a fantasy team. Yeah, he was actually on two fantasy teams. And, in the, you know, I said I had three big wins. Well, guess what? He was on two of those teams. 25 carries, 174 yards, two touchdowns, and a two-point conversion. Then you get my boy, Deshaun Jackson, the ageless wonder, 32 years old, still one of the fastest guys in the NFL. I got him in the last round of two drafts, respectively. He had a real quiet Sunday. Eight catches, 154 yards, two touchdowns. Both touchdowns, more than 50 yards. 51 and 53 yards, respectively. When I said he had a quiet Sunday, I was being sarcastic. My boy had 10 targets and he was running intermediate and short routes. Here's the thing. Carson Wentz is one of the most accurate deep ball passers in the league. Deshaun Jackson is a dangerous weapon. Don't be surprised if at the end of the year he leads the Eagles in receiving, and you heard it here first from Jay North on Northern Exposure. The other guy that went crazy, and Buffalo Bills fans were cussing to the heavens, Sammy Watkins. Remember him, Kev? Oh, I remember Sammy. Sammy, I hurt my feet's Watkins. That yep. was the running joke in Buffalo. Well, he had the hot foot on Sunday. He had nine catches, 198 yards, three touchdowns. He did so on 11 targets, and he also had two long touchdown receptions. Sammy went apeshit bananas. That's what we like to call smoking. that in the streets. He was smoking. He looked like he was playing the JV team. And by the way, Tyreek Hill hurt the shoulder, which hurt the sternum, which I think hurt his asshole. He's going to be out for another couple weeks. So Sammy Watkins is going to get a lot more touches over the next couple weeks because another one of Kansas City's weapons is out. So I expect Sammy maybe not to put up those kind of numbers, but be pretty solid for the next few weeks. Then you got my boy. They like to call him White Chocolate. Some, some call him Run CMC. Christian McCaffrey running back out of the Carolina Panthers. 19 carries for 128, two touchdowns. And if that wasn't enough for fantasy owners like yours truly, he gave us 10 catches for 81 yards on 11 targets. The guy's a stud. He had 107 receptions last year as a running back. He's better than most wide receivers. And last but not least, because we're going to give him some love, because I don't want to let any of my Dallas Cowboy friends get ass hurt, Das Prescott, or, or as Jake Miller likes to call him, Dickiest Prescott, but it is Dak. 405 yards, four touchdowns against an abysmal New York Giants. But it's still the NFL. Dak still had a great game. Kev, you missed all those games, huh? I didn't see a single one other than little blurbs and blurbs um, here and there. I'm happy to report that I was in comfy pants, drinking beer, sitting on the couch, tuned in by 1230. <laughs> so there was a few guys that busted and they busted completely we'll make this short and sweet Aaron Jones of the Green Bay Packers this hurts my feelings 13 carries for 39 yards that's not gonna cut it gotta do better than that granted I'll give him a mulligan Chicago Bears could be the number one defense in the league wow yeah they could be Joe Mixon six carries 10 yards two catches for seven 17 total freaking yards from Joe Mixon and they limped his ass into the locker room uh, hurting one of my fantasy teams. Ironically, that's a team I lost, um, but Mixon just wasn't there. He was hurt. He was broken. Don't have an extensive report on him. I think he's actually fine to play this week. Jameis Winston and Mike Evans. I'm putting them together as a duo. Winston was a total dud. 
Tampa Bay Buccaneers pretty much, I don't want to say they got manhandled by the 49ers, but they lost by more than a touchdown. <clears throat> Winston played like crap. He had 194 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. Then you've got your number one wide receiver, Mike Evans. He gets two catches for 28 yards on five targets. That would be like Phillip Rivers not throwing at the Keenan Allen. Right. You just don't do that. In fairness... There was a stomach bug running through the Tampa Bay Buccaneers locker room. Mike Evans supposedly got it towards the tail end of its tenure. Pun intended tail end. Pun intended. No pun intended. Pun intended. I don't know, but, you know, put some moisturizer on it. There's that word again. All right. There's a couple people that surprised me. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, the tight end for the rookie tight end. I should say from the Detroit Lions, six catches for 131 and a touchdown on nine carries, and a beat writer said he was Gronkonian. Comparing him to Ron Gronkowski, I will say he's a slightly slender, more slender version of the Gronk. Yeah, that's a big pair of shoes to try. I tell you what, young man looked good. Yeah. Young man look good. Don't forget I got CB stay consistent though. That's the thing, but I tell you what, for ro- I tell years. you what he broke the rookie record for your debut for yards. For, for a tight end rookie in the NFL, hundred and thirty one on six catches. For he his had, rookie game, first yeah, game. for his rookie game. He nice. played like a beast. Well done. He played like another beast. Another guy, I'm not gonna say he surprised me. I think he's starting to finally live up to expectation. I'm gonna say he's on the rise, Derrick Henry. Running back out of Tennessee, 19 carries for 84 and a touchdown. He also had two receptions for 75 and a touchdown. He would have touched the ball a hell of a lot more, but they beat the shit out of Cleveland. The final score was 43-13, to and when you're winning by that much, you don't really need to feed the beast in the backfield. The only thing um, moist there were their eyes. The moist was the eyes. Full of tears and a dog pound. All the shit the Cleveland Browns were talking, and believe me, yours truly drank the Kool-Aid. I thought they'd be good. I thought they probably can go, you know, eleven and five, ten and six, but possibly eleven and five. And you come out in your home opener with all the hype, and you lay an egg to the frickin' Tennessee Titans with Marcus Mariota, who's in his fifth year of his rookie contract, and he hasn't done anything yet. And you just had that entire team in Tennessee looking like a bunch of pro bowlers against your sorry ass. Get to practice, Odell. Stop tweeting, stop Instagramming, start practicing. Catch passes from Baker Mayfield and build some rapport. You guys are supposed to be better than that. That was embarrassing. The Browns were bad. That was bad. I no longer say you're going to run away with that division. You just might get punched in the mouth by the Baltimore Ravens. Holy shit. It was head and shoulders. So was that game primarily an offensive loss for them or a defensive Baker loss? Baker looked what bad. Total? Baker threw a couple picks. I believe there was a pick six in there too. Baker threw three picks. Um, Tennessee just played good defense. Browns couldn't move the ball. The sad thing is, is the Browns took it to the house on their opening possession, marched it all the way down the field, got their touchdown. Uh, homeboy missed the extra point. I don't know their kicker's name. Sorry, Cleveland. He missed the extra point, and then after that, Tennessee just kind of did their just thing. Just nothing. Just did their thing. I mean, that was it. They scored on the first possession and got stifled from that point wow. on. Wow. So, you know, something to think about in Cleveland. They might, you might want to pump the brakes a little bit and start paying attention. 
because the name on the back of your shirt's not necessarily going to win. I agree with Colin Cowherd. This league will humble you. And my other surprise, or possibly on the rise, somebody put on your radar if you are struggling for depth at the wide receiver position on your fantasy team is Jamison Crowder of the New York Jets. Now, Robbie Anderson gets all the hype, but Robbie Anderson pretty much runs one route, in my opinion, and that's a fly route. And Darnold has to throw it as far as he possibly can. And there's going to be games where Anderson will catch two of those and look really, really good. Otherwise, he'll have two or three catches for 38 yards and no scores. Crowder had 14 catches for 99 yards and 17 targets. The yards isn't sexy, but the volume damn sure is, especially if you're playing PPR and you need some help at your depth position. Crowder could be a guy worth an ad. So pay attention to that. I'm not saying jump on him right now, but if he does that again in week two, I'd say we're on to something, people. Um, But yeah, that's my fantasy football beat. That's your booms, that's your busts, that's your surprises. Um, My mercy of the week for week two will be when the New England Patriots play the Miami Dolphins. That game's not going to be fair. That game's not going to be funny. I know we just talked about Antonio Brown. I don't give a shit if Antonio's there or not. This game is going to be ugly, and I still think Tom Brady is the most valuable asset on New England right now. He's got to be worth the most points. He's got the most weapons. Again, more weapons than a goddamn small army. He's got a ton. He's got a ton. Um, Other than that, this is going to be a crazy week. As I mentioned before, my wife is out of town. She is in Chi-Town. And, um, oh, the, the Kevin... She's the bitch is going to Wrigley Field without me. Yeah, I heard that. Yes, yes, and I say bitch affectionately. Don't get your panties in a tiff out there, people. I love my wife. It's been we've been together a long time. That's a term of endearment right now because Wrigley is on my bucket list. She happens to be and in. She, she beat you. So here's the thing, she's going twice. Not once, but twice. Twice. Adding insult to Because here's, here's, here's how it goes. Here's where the ideas stem from. She's going to Chicago. She left today. Flew in. Landed, oh, quarter to one-ish. Nothing to do but check into the hotel, go have some dinner and chill. Right. Tomorrow morning, to kick off the conference to do like a pre-meet and greet, we're just going to hop on a little tour bus and we're going to go to Wrigley Field and we're going to do it there. Okay? So they're going to do it. They're in Chicago. They're going to do a little meet and greet. They're going to do it at Wrigley. So my wife gets the idea. Oh, well, I can go to a Cubs game on Friday or whatever day it is she's going. But basically, she's going to be able to, the conference is going to be over. She's going to get to go to the goddamn Cubs game without me in Wrigley. <laughs> and the ticket prices weren't that bad. I think it was like 21 bucks. With taxes and fees and everything. Yeah, she showed me a picture of where the seat was from. Yeah. It's not a nosebleed seat either. No, it's not. Now, there's two teams that if they were playing, I think the price would be more. They're playing the Pirates, I believe. Yeah. I mean, if they were playing, and a shout-out to my to my colleague Ann from uh, the Green Bay, Wisconsin area, if they were playing the Brewers. It's a low-hype game. Yes. If they were playing the Brewers, that ticket would be more expensive. If they were playing the Cardinals, that ticket would be more expensive. But... She that that dirty bird is going to Wrigley Field without me. Think she needs to visit the polar bear. I well, I'll show her a polar bear. <laughs> so, but hey the, now we just get <laughs> So yeah, so I think I saw a Sasquatch out behind the shed. 
<laughs> that's you know, but a good time. I hope she has fun. Um, you know, I don't know what these credit union conferences even really consist of. I think they just talk about money the whole time. I couldn't tell you how to get some members. Do you think she wonders what the hell I do at these optical things? Like, what is he talking about? What is a chassis exactly? Well, I mean, it's like a giant pep rally for the company, too. You know, I mean, to get everybody on the same page. Sure. I mean... everybody feeling like part of the team. And that's pretty important, really. I tell you what, what I love about Silhouette is, you know, they want you to pay attention during the day. Absolutely. There's a lot of pertinent information. And I'll be honest with you, it's... We don't get to get together enough. And that's the disadvantage in sales, like... In order to make ends meet and make your living and feed your family, you got to go out in the field. So you can't continuously take weeks off where you're getting together with your colleagues. As they're much as we, they're not going to knock on your door saying, right. "Hey, Jay, do right. you have something new to sell me?" Right. I mean, as much as I'd love to see my colleagues from across the country, you know, several times a year, I guess once or twice I'll have to do. You know, but that you know that's kind of the thing. But uh, yeah, that's what I love about them. I mean, they expect you to pay attention during the day, but then you know the the nighttime, the good dinners and just the camaraderie. I love that. So this is a little weird to me. Like she went down here, she went solo. She's alone. There's nobody else from Summit. She's the sole representative from the Summit. Only rep from... She is the only representative wow. from Summit. Yeah. So now, ideally enough, my wife every once in a while will surprise you, and can be a social butterfly. And she met a very nice lady from Australia who happens will be at the Cubs game that Surpr- she's going to. Back, backtrack. Surprise you that she's a social butterfly. She's a little shy without she her people is, around her. She is on that Facebook. Well, that's oh, a different social butterfly. Facebook doesn't count to me, man. Talking to somebody in person and being on the Facebook to me are two different things. I don't think you have to be a social butterfly to be on the Facebook. The book. The yeah. book. I call it the book. The book. But you have to be a social butterfly and be outgoing to actually engage people. True, face-to-face. And, yep, yep. She, met a, she met a nice Australian lady at the uh, hotel uh, restaurant. And that lady happened, I don't know if that lady's at the conference, but she's going to the Cubs game as well. Oh. So perhaps she found somebody she could share, I don't know, whatever Chicago's finest beer is at Wrigley Field. But yeah, enjoy Wrigley Field without me, hon. Love you lots. Um, with that being said... Schlitz? Like Laverne and Shirley? No, it's Milwaukee. Schlitz, that's Milwaukee. It's Milwaukee. That's right. Milwaukee. I'm trying. I'm Again, trying. that one's for you, Ange. Shamil. <laughs> Shlamazel. <laughs> uh, anyway. Lenny and Squiggy. Uh, Lenny and Squiggy. Hello! When they used to crack into the door. That was good stuff, man. I used to remember Laverne and Shirley used to be on with Happy Days. I'm get, I'm going off on a rant here, but I used to try to fake being sick when Mima was kind of really big into my childhood because if you got sick at the right time at night, and Mima brought you down to the couch, and she did you all up, and she put way too much Vicks on you. You know how it's got to be. Eyes burning. You yeah. got to freaking suffocate. Yeah. You got to get through like 20 minutes of your cornea burning yeah. off with the freaking Vicks. But you breathe. But you could breathe. And if you could get past that, you could watch The Nick at Night. And they had the good shows on because they had like Laverne and Shirley and Happy Days. And as a kid, like, 
If I had to watch anything with Mima, okay, that was cool. I could deal with that. I could deal with Laverne and Shirley and Happy Days and even the Honeymooners. I'm oh, fuck. Yeah. I'm dating myself, but the black oh, and like the, the black and white, yeah. the Honeymooners, man, Gleason. Oh, let's get even further back. Evan Costello. Yeah, yeah. Hilarious. Yeah, you ever see first? You, know, <laughs> you ever I mean, see that skit where he's doing the math? I think he was a vacuum sale. Oh god, yeah, yeah. It's, it's freaking. It's a it's yeah. freaking hilarious. Evan and Costello were ahead of their time. They were ahead of their time. Uh, and they were all innovators <laughs> back then, too. Look yeah. at uh, Coca-Cola with milk. Yup, yup. Or as a Laverne special. Yep. I actually know my my cousin. I've never was, tried it, my dude. My older cousin, Tracy. Coca-Cola with milk. Coca-Cola with milk. Why does it I've sound like it, it would just fucking curdle? Well, I mean, look at all the foo-foo Coca-Cola drinks that are out now. Yeah, but you know, one Vanilla time... Coke, cherry oh, Coke, man. milk Coke. I look, mean, I made a mistake one time. There's milk stouts for beer. There I is. Go, that doesn't curdle. There is. That's made out of a cream. Yeah, and I drink that. Yeah, I drink that. That's tasty. Speaking of which, I gotta pull it up real quick. There's an event coming up on the 14th at the Brindle House, um, the place that I did Pines for Paws. Hold on a second. Let me look it up. Ah, yes. This is uh, not the Brindle House. This one is actually going to be a Three Heads Brewery. Uh, I'm sorry, which is in Rochester, which is right here in Rochester, New York, for our local uh, listeners. On Saturday, September 14th, from 12 to 4, Three Heads Brewery is doing Pints for Paws, Operation Freedom Ride. Listen, I know these people. Um, the woman that runs this is a sweetheart. I actually used to bowl with her husband. Um, does a great job. We did something like this back in the spring at the Brindle House. This is where you raise money for, you know, abandoned animals. Right. And you can drink a few pints of some really good beer, um, which I definitely did that. Like and flights or is it just? They have flight? everything, man. It's a brewery, so you can go in there and kind of do what you want. But so far, they have 128 people going. So nice. when you have 128 extra people going to an event. Um, at a brewery. That's pretty cool. Let me tell you what we got going on. This is uh, Operation Freedom Ride is the name of the organization. Great organization. They're going to kick off the fall season. They want you to join them at Three Heads Brewing in Rochester for some great beers, people, and pups. So again, you're encouraged to bring your pup. You get two beers, tip included, uh, or sweet OFR beer glass. Oh, a sweet OFR beer glass. I'm sorry, an Operation Freedom Ride. I should know that. I got one of those. And a car magnet to keep for $25 at the door. So there's raffle prizes and all that other good stuff. So a good time. If you're looking for something to do in the Rochester area for a good cause this upcoming Saturday, from noon to four, Three Heads Brewing, Pints for Paws. You ever check one of those out? No, I haven't been to the pint. The, the, no. Those are fun, dude, because... I've been to a few other local events that are similar structure, but not, not that specific one. Here's what I enjoyed. If you love the pooches, and I love the pooches, because I love different breeds of them, people bring their dog, mm-hmm. and they've got a few cocktails in them, so everybody just wants you to pet their dog. <laughs> it's like, you know, like are you there to meet people, or are you there to pet dogs? I'm kind of there to drink beer and pet some dogs. <laughs> that's what, <laughs> right. that's what I'm doing. Uh, yeah, I'm Mets- definitely not there to sniff bots. No, the no. Dogs, the dogs might be. Dude, I saw this, oh my god, the last one we went to, there was this like English, oh, well, the American Bulldog, not the uh-huh. English Bulldog, but the American Bulldog. I crap, I can't remember the dog's name, but it was freaking awesome. It looked like they lifted weights, it had big chest, big shoulders, and it would just kind of run at you all excited and waggle that little tail and just mm. burp, burp, burp. it had this weird little bark. Mm. Cutest little thing. Can't remember its name, but all the dogs are obviously pretty social. 
But that's a good time. It's a good event if you like sipping on beer and petting dogs. And uh, that could be a good place to be. Um, Kev, man, any closing remarks? Anything you got going on? Anything you want to share? Anything intriguing you? No, actually, I just uh, been trudging away over at a farm here in uh, Monroe County. It's uh, officially been given the declaration of being able to certify as USDA organic. And lo and behold, it's a hemp farm. That's the CBD we smoked, right? That's the CBD that we had a little taste of. So what you want to tell the listeners is that's pure CBD. That is not marijuana. I think that's... What I find is when I'm trying to have the CBD conversation with people, they still jump to the marijuana. It's yeah. not marijuana. The THC is not there. Tell them. Well, there is. THC, but it's not. But it's, it's such a minimalized yeah. amount. I mean, not to get you high. Legal, it has to have zero point three percent or less THC by volume. Uh, they are trying to actually push to get a little bit higher amount of THC allowed because they're realizing point mm. three is such a tiny amount. 1% even is tiny, and it's not going to get you buzzed. Even at 1%, it would not get you buzzed. Right, but right. that percentage fight is really a matter of, of key importance to the farmer themselves. Mm-hmm. Because when the state comes through, the agri-department comes through and tests things, if you come out at higher than the 0.3%, you have to destroy it on site. Yeah, you just wasted 20000 30000 40000 How big's your crop? Right. So guess what, people? They don't do that. They don't waste money. Nobody's in business to throw money away. So when you're getting a CBD supplement or product, it does not have the amount of THC in it that would get you high or get you in trouble with your employer. Is that correct, Kev? Anything? Uh, the employer part can be tricky. I will never Is there a take state claim. regulation on that right now, though? I will, or never no? take, I will never take claim to saying anyone that if you do this or that CBD product, you're guaranteed to pass a drug test. Mm-hmm. I will never say that because there is THC in all of them. Even isolates right. have a slight amount of THC. Now, granted, it might be point zero 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 one. That's what I'm saying. Which yeah. is because you got speck like a dust on a flea's belly. I you've mean, it's got so tiny, you know. Postal work, federal employees, postal workers, law enforcement. They want to use this stuff, so oh, yeah. obviously, it can't you know can't register like marijuana would right. on a drug test. But no, that's pretty cool, man. I honestly think that CBD is is really. It's been interesting to watch it over the last two years, the industry that it's become. And it's everywhere now. You know, oh, I drive wow. all, all over the state. I, um, just, I, just, I just recently picked up a brand line that uh, is a full lineup of beauty products. Like yep. I discussed, I believe, a couple of podcasts ago. I think I just touched yep. on it real quick. I mean, I was know, in mud, a... mud masks. I got volcanic mud yep. masks with CBD. Yep. Pineapple uh, facial scrubs with CBD. Yep. I mean, it's just... I was just in the Syracuse area today in, okay. in a smaller town. Uh, to be more specific, I was in Cato Meridian. Do you know where that is? Yeah, it's like a suburb. Be like yeah, near Baldwinsville, right. if you're heading that way. Yeah. And they right by, the, right by the Cato Meridian High School, there's this um, little driveway that you turn up, and there's almost like a little medical facility. And it says, you know, interested in CBD, come in and ask our pharmacist. Yeah. So, I mean, you have pharmacists now that are talking to people about CBD. Yeah. So, I, I it's it's been very intriguing 
to see the direction that this goes in. And I think it, I, I think it's just scratching the surface right now. Very I don't I don't so. think you're done. Um, what do you know uh, from a big pharma standpoint? Does big pharma hate it? Oh, of course they do. Of course they do. <laughs> uh, well, you know what I say, Kev? I say, fuck them. Um, uh, fuck Big Pharma. Yeah, fuck them. Um, but no, man, You know thanks. what's scary? Yeah. Big Pharma sources roughly 80% of the FDA's funding. Of course, of course. It's like the mafia. <laughs> Everything is sort of like the mafia. If you want to know who makes the decisions, just follow the money. Um but yeah, that this has been a fun episode of Northern Exposure. We started just kind of talking about football and Antonio Brown, and we went from polar bears to CBD to my wife going to Wrigley Field without me. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just kind of what happens. The last episode we did, you guys got to do our fantasy football podcast. You got to meet a slew of characters, including a couple good friends of mine, the one and only Jay Bucci. You definitely met Sean Curley. He was fine. No hangover the next day for him. And you met Jake the Commission Miller, who had a lot to say and then didn't have a lot to say. And by the way, he's a Dolphins fan. He's going to be sick to his stomach. Well, that from... explains it, Dolphins Yeah, man. he's going to be sick to his stomach from now to the rest of the fucking year. Um, but again, I'm Jay North, your host. This is Northern Exposure, sitting in with my buddy Kevin Growth. We had a good time. Please stay tuned for the beer review episode. We'll be doing uh, one thing I want to sprinkle in. I do want to sprinkle in a little fantasy football during the football season. We did a little fantasy football podcast. I figure it'd be a little bit fun to give you guys updates every time I do an episode just to kind of let you know how we're doing. Did we even know what the hell we were talking about? I'm confident uh, that you'll be convinced that we do. Um, But until the next time, I thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Spotify if you've got it, or you can simply listen to us on anchor.com. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you the next time.